Hello and welcome to another edition of uh, How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Michael Corbin and I am joined as always and in person this time by Emmanuel Penglis. Emmanuel, how are you? Michael, I've missed you. Uh, it's great to be <laughs> great to be here, 1.5 metres away from you yeah. and still too close to a Roosters fan. But <laughs> how are you? How are you going? Good, um, good, good. We've had five days in a row of football. We had a COVID scare in the Bulldogs camp um, and we had a rehash of Monday Night Footy and how good was that? Uh, look, I really enjoyed it, obviously, for... Uh, reasons that everyone can see. The Roosters got up 42-6. to six. Um, Yeah, I look, I, I did enjoy Monday Night Football, but I can, and, and I understand why it, it used to rate so highly television-wise, but when it, when you get back to fans, it obviously can't happen because uh, crowds never go to these games. But it was nice to, say, nice to have football five days a week, um, and it's good to see that the NRL has a contingency plan when things like this do happen. They obviously knew that this uh, was a possibility and they planned it out prior to you know the resumption of the season and, yeah, went off smoothly. We found out the news Sunday morning, the Roosters game is going to be postponed. Yeah, straight away, teams were fine with it. The, the 6.30 game on Sunday got moved forward to the 4 o'clock game so the Channel 9 could have, a, have their TV game and, yeah, everything went off smoothly. Yeah, I thought it was really seamless. Um Obviously, something they've been preparing for. Much easier, I thought, to do it without a crowd there because there's no sort of have to consider yeah. people that have bought tickets. But yeah. then again, probably the same crowd numbers as the final season of Monday Night Football four years ago because fans got sick of it. It's great to go home to and watch something on a Monday night. But as you said, uh, if the fans aren't there, it's not happening. Um, I liked it all except for the score. The Roosters look too good. It's only round five. Um, I'm slightly petrified about what's coming, but um, you know this weekend will probably be a really good test of where things are at, and we'll preview that later on. Yeah. All right. So uh, there is some news out of the NRL. Uh, a couple couple players have moved teams. We've got Isaac Luke going to the Broncos. We've got Bryson Goodwin uh, going from Souths to the Sharks because yep. they're seriously lacking in the centre position. Yeah. And Corey Thompson has moved from the Tigers to the Titans, and all of these are effective immediately. Corey Thompson's actually been named at fullback for the Titans. So there's a bit of shuffle going on because teams obviously have had a couple injuries. They've had a couple uh, players go down and here and there, and they've uh, uh, they've shuffled really quickly and yeah, made I, some moves. I actually really enjoy this. I enjoy this part of the season. Um, I'm, I'm actually not sure if the June 30 deadline is still in place, given the season has happened. It must have moved back, surely. I, I thought it had moved back too, but I, I do really enjoy these sort of uh, last-minute changes to the teams um, and, you know, these trying to fill your squad before the deadline. Um, it means you get to see some players that probably aren't going to be making the first grade side every week reappears. So Bryson Goodwin, he actually started his career with Cronulla. Um, and it's great to see him go back there. He was great for Souths a few years ago. We really didn't need him at the time. Um, at the start of the season, centre was the one position where we've got too many of them. Um, and it, it's good to see that, you know, he's going to find a home at Cronulla to replace Morris, who moved to the Roosters to fill a problem at they lost a centre who went to south. So the triangle completes itself. Yep. Um, the other thing I really liked on the weekend was the fact that uh, Latrell had a really good game for Souths. I thought he was awesome. 
Um, he's just really sort of a, a break in our attack that um, we've actually struggled with for the last two seasons. We've lost um, preliminary finals on the back of an inability to score points and create something out of nothing. And Latrell had a hand in so much. He, 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 the forwards got going and um, Tom Burgess ran for metres. Damian Cook looked strong. Um, Dane Gagai found a lot of space. Um, and just great to see Latrell being Latrell. I had my doubts at the kickoff when he kicked it over the sideline and I thought, oh, this could be a long day. But um, things were good. Yeah, uh, the the one thing that I've noticed is he's he's getting more involved, and he and it's because he looks fitter, and you can tell he's playing into that shape that like you need to be in to play fullback because your involvement is so much more than when you're out in the centres and you see the ball once maybe twice a set. Uh, some of those moves that he put on, that little in and away that he put on to get Gagai open for that last try was just fantastic, and that's things that we we've both seen him do at the Roosters, but. Uh, when you can pop up on either side and do it from fullback, it makes it so much tougher. Uh, yeah, those. I think he had three try assists, one try. Uh, great performance by Latrell, and it just shows that like everyone's been saying he's gonna take time to get used to that position. Uh, but he is South's best option there, and going forward, it's time for good. Yeah, and you know, it's not to discredit Trent Robinson, who had him playing incredibly at um, centre for the Roosters, but I think Wayne has this really really good way of getting the best out of a player and Wayne would very much say to him play what you see play it how you see it take the risks put in the grubbers do the little moves because you know he's the most talented player on the park and if he can't do it no one can really exactly. so yeah um that's two very strong performances and hopefully they'll back it up this week yeah well you have a bit of a easier matchup this week we'll go into it later but I think first we are at the quarter point of the season and I think you know I think it's time to do some greats. We should grade some teams. Yeah. See how they see how they've gone at the quarter mark. See uh, who we think's going well. Who we think uh, is you know bottoming out a bit. Uh, and yeah, I think we'll go reverse order from the table. We'll go up the table. Yeah. That so is we'll start a, from the bottom. That is a great idea. Start from the bottom. Okay. So bottom of the table right now on for and against is the Gold Coast Titans. No real surprise there. Uh, they've won one game. They've lost four. That one win came against the Tigers. Uh, and they've got a terrible point differential because teams seem to blow them off the park. I, I've i given them an F. Yeah. Um, bar the one win, like, the start of the season was terrible. They showed absolutely nothing. I get they had one win, but uh, Can I, I, give... can't, I, can't see, I can't see them getting any more than, like, two or three more wins for the season. Well, they're playing St. George this weekend, so that could actually be their second in three games. So True. Um, but can I give them an F+. Plus? Yeah. And, yeah. and I only want to do that because they showed some grit yeah. to beat the Tigers. I mean, that was a game where the Titans struggled to score points at the best of times and they had to score, they were down 22-12 or 23-12, whatever it was, and they had to come back to win at 28-23. So they can clearly put some points together. I don't know if they were really good or the Tigers were really not that day, but I'm giving them an F-plus for that. Um, I don't get them as a club. We've discussed this. I'm not sure what, what they're doing, where, where they're going. Um, they have problems attracting talent. Um, and, the, you know, the, what you see on the field is probably a reflection of the franchise as a whole more than anything. And um, I wonder how much longer it's going to be tolerated for. Yeah. Uh, one thing I would like to say is Ash Taylor, the last couple of games, has looked better. 
that game against the Titans, he was fantastic. The Tigers, he was fantastic. And then even against South, he was trying stuff, which was good. Uh, so he's looking a bit more comfortable. And he's obviously like there. He's one of the younger halfbacks in the league, but he's someone they spent a lot of money on and would hope that he can come good and give them some direction going forward. Yeah, and that like their second half against South, so I think I think it ended up being six all anyway. Um from memory in that second half. So but that but then is it an indication of the Titans' performance or is it a team that's already blown the team off the park at half time yeah, just not having the energy the to go off it yeah. on with it. So yeah. yeah. Alright. On fifteenth uh fifteenth on the ladder is the Bulldogs. Uh, I have given them a D plus. Yeah. Now, we've both said this. The Bulldogs just don't have the talent on the field to be competitive, but they try. Even last night against the Roosters, they were put. They they was tr- they were attacking the line, and Kieran Foran changes that team so much. He makes them so much better than what they are. Uh, they're really gritty. They're really tough. They just they lack the talent to be a good team. So in terms of how they're playing. Uh, yeah, I've gone. I've gone a D plus. Yeah, I'd probably go for them. I'd probably go a D. Um, but I agree with you. Uh, they've got some good talent there. I I think they're seriously hamstrung by Lachlan Lewis. He's not a good player. Um, and they they need to focus on finding a halfback, developing a halfback, getting someone there. Lachlan Lewis's attack is weak. Um, he, the only thing he can really do is put in that left foot kick. Last night, he he was very disappointing for them. Um, I felt like there was a point in the game where Marshall King was actively trying not to pass to his side um, just and get the ball to four and because that's far more productive. Last night, even the first try, he tackled... Um, I can't remember who it was. Great hit, but then very slow to get up. Roosters exposed his spot in the line and Roosters scored in the corner um, for the first try. I think it was Crichton went in untouched. So... I, I think he's a weakness in their team. I agree. There are some players that are giving their all. Where Teddy Zelesniak seems more comfortable each week. Um, Foran had a really good game, and if he can string string it together and you know get some wins, he's really where they got to go. They missed Tolman last night. Josh Jackson gives his all. Dylan Napa is the most overrated purchase I think in the history of purchases. Um, I've found him to be disappointing, and it's one of these great sort of. Sydney Roosters cartel things where you make a player look really good and really valuable and all these poor clubs end up buying the players and they end up doing nothing. I don't I don't know what uh, Napa did to Victor Radley last night, but Radley put on about <laughs> 10 good shots on him that absolutely, like, put him, put him on his backside. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're apparently their best mates, but yeah, uh, Napa, Napa's... He, he passed his time as a good prop. Uh, he, I agree, he's a bit overrated. I completely agree with you with Lock and Lewis. All of his he can't kick when he's moving. He has to stop, set, then kick with that left. And none of the bombs that he put up go high enough for no. his outside defend outside uh, backs to to actually get to the ball. And when you're kicking against players like Chupo, it's not going to work. I also think he has a problem passing right to, to left, his. I think. Uh, yeah. Maybe. yeah, one way both he ways. has a problem. Both ways. Yeah, I mean, neither way is great, but one <laughs> way is a lot worse than the other. And, yes. and it, it, um, I, I just think it's it's such a burden on the team having someone like that because especially when you've got a really crafty number six who looked really good last night mm. and they looked good and, and they found a couple of gaps. They bombed a try, um, which I think Tedesco sort of knocked the ball out. But um, it's, it's a bit of a shame and... 
I think that the longer that goes on, I think the more the rest of the team is going to get frustrated with it, and it and it's going to be a really bad reflection for the coach. So, but I I'm giving them probably a D. Um, as you said, that there's effort there, but still forty two six. So yeah, I mean, how, how much how much effort was there? True. Uh, next on the list is the Dragons. Uh, oh, when the Saints go marching in, I can't believe they won. Yeah. Uh. Well, look, they're them and the Sharks are uh, fourteen and thirteen. Uh, Dragons, I've given an F. No surprise here. The amount of talent that is on their team, uh, and to only have one win out of five rounds is uh, a poor effort on their point. Uh, players hadn't stepped up until this round, uh, and then again, like I said it a couple of weeks ago, if they get a win in these next two weeks, why does it? What does it really tell you? They versus the Bulldogs and they versus the Sharks, both teams who are in this bottom four teams. Yeah, and then they play the Titans. And then they play the Titans. Yeah. So three weeks, they're playing three of the four worst teams in the comp, and they're and they're the other one. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I. Dragons fans have probably seen this win and already looked up prices of the grand final tickets. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Um, They're an an F for me. Uh, Even if they do slightly improve, their season started poorly. And unless they can string together some uh, three or four wins in a row, I, yeah. Yeah, I I completely agree. They have to get an F based purely on squad, coach, experience, where everything we've discussed the last couple of weeks, um, they are severely underperforming. Um, They're, this is just, it's gone on for too long. Um, something has to give. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's terrible. The, the other thing that you actually messaged me about the other night, yeah. um, which we saw, which you saw on Fox League's website about uh, a selection committee now choosing the team. Yeah, so uh, what I read was, and apparently James Hooper reported this, there is now a selection committee which picks a team. It's not down to uh, Paul McGregor anymore. Uh, solely down to Paul McGregor. He's on a committee with uh, the CEO, with Dean Young, with uh, Shane Flanagan as well. And they're the ones who overruled the Ben Hunt at 5-8 decision and decided to move him to the bench. They overruled the coach, and it looks like it paid off. Ben Hunt is a hooker. That is his best position on the rugby league field. Uh, coming off the bench is what we said should be happening, uh, and it gave them a little bit of a spark. But again, it was against the Sharks, so how much can you take away from it? But yeah, it, it just shows that Mary's job is is done at the end of the year. It's just a matter of, you know, uh, holding on now because they want to save some money. Yeah, but to me, Corbs, it still doesn't make sense because surely the assistant coaches would be giving these opinions beforehand if yeah. they have them. So, yeah. I, I mean, everyone's sort of like, there's a subtle move, I think, in the media to push Flanagan into this gig. Um, and I like he doesn't come into it. If he does come into it, for me, it's not my hands are clean of this because yeah. I feel like... There's some sort of I'm gonna throw McGregor off the cliff and then pull the whole card off the cliff with me. So, yeah. Um, yeah St George got their win, but um, whether they make it two in a row, I don't even know this week. So who knows? But their opponents on the weekend, I think, get an even bigger F from me. Um, yeah. We spoke about this. I know that you're in the mood to tee off on them, so I'll <laughs> let you do that in a second. But um, I think they're terrible. I think they have a lot of problems. Um, we spoke about this at the start of the season. Uh, John Morris is there. He's played with some of these players. He can't control the egos. You have some severely underperforming players in that squad. Um, and it, it, I think it's nearly at the point where you need to start regenerating your squad. Yeah. Uh, look, they 
they lost their brightest star, Bronson Cherry, early on. But the Sharks, I have also given them an F. Yeah, look, Fafita is severely underperforming. Everything is everything is off the back of Wade Graham. He has way too much pressure on him, and there's no no help coming. He's he's fantastic, still is fantastic. But yeah, Sean Johnson's been bad. Matt Moylan has barely been able to take the field, and even when he does, he's not great. Chad Townsend's lost it. Uh, their back line is shot to bits with injuries, and Dug- you know Dugan's made a glass and he's in and out and. Yeah, their their team is their team is not looking great at the moment. Uh, I I've always had questions on John Morris. He came in as an interim coach to replace Shane Flanagan when he got suspended, and it seems like they just stuck with him out of uh, you know ease. And I think his time's done. He was, he came out and said he was a bit confused that his head was on the chopping block. But when your team starts one and four, and you have these this talent on the on the park, it's understandable. Yeah. Obviously, whoever lost that game was going to have all the pressure on them. Yeah. Because they're, I mean, they're at the same record as St. George. So, um, but yeah, uh, very, just, I, it was something interesting I read during the week, uh, over the weekend. Um, Andrew Fafita came out on Sunday in that game with a disgusting haircut. And it reminded me of when South turned up once the season relaunched and, you know, they all had blonde streaks in their hair and Wayne said to them, you're not coming with this, get your hair sorted out, come with a decent haircut and then you can start training. And I think like little things like that show A, the playing group is distracted and B, the coach can't instill a bit of discipline. Like I, I to me, that, it could be a nothing, but I just feel like it's all about attitude and it's all about turning up. For feeder is always about for feeder. Um, the other thing that happened in commentary was the lazy play of the ball through the legs, not going to put your feet on it. These are the little things that you need to get right. These are the things that a, a good team does and doesn't get them wrong. And I think that's the difference with Cronulla at the moment. I just think um, that they're a lot like St. George. They've got a, a, a lot of talent there. They've got origin experience. They've got international experience. But you can't just pull these people together and hope the team's going to gel. Um their recruitment probably needs a bit of questioning too, but maybe we'll do that another week. But yeah, yeah they're, they're with me in the F pile. Yeah, and you, like Josh Morris came out the moment he moved to the Roosters, he said straight away, the training here is so much different to what it is at the Sharks. The intensity of the professionalism is on another level. And that just, it shows on the field. So, you know, there's there's the bottom of the ladder and one of the better teams in the comp, the Roosters. That's that's the chalk and cheese. And that's that's why we're seeing such a differentiation between the top eight and the bottom eight, I think, this year. Uh, next on the list is the Broncos. I want to, I'd, I'd, I'd like to hear your grade on this because it's an interesting one. Yeah, it is an interesting one. I'd probably give them, I'd probably give them a D plus, okay, because um, I've had my rant about them. I, I think Seabold can't coach. I think they've got huge problems. I still think they've got a, a pretty reasonable squad, um, they've got the, the young players for me, those forwards are really putting in all the effort. Um, it's, it's the more experienced veterans that are, are costing the side, in my opinion. Um, your Milford, um, and your Darius are the main ones that come to mind, but, um, the, the forward pack I think is really strong. So and you give them points for trying. I mean, they're the ones going out there and probably more willing to play for the play for the coach. Um, they're a strong team, and I really do feel like they're being let down by the backs. Um, 
I, for that, I give them my rating. I thought they were much better last week. I thought they were really unlucky last week. I mean, you and I watched that game together, and yep. the ref really ruined that game. There were too many penalties. Um, it, it was an 18-0. You could tell that it was Manly have this... Manly, Manly play this great game where suddenly, like, every minute is more important up until the 80th minute. They, they don't really care what's going on in the first 20, 40 minutes of the game. You know that Manly are going to come back. They yeah. do it every time. They always play till the 80th minute. Um, and, you know, they try, They nearly did it against Power the week before. Um, and you knew that the, the, the comeback was on. And then you, you just felt that it, it, it got ruined. And the, the refs sort of got caught up in it all. Um, very disappointing. Um, too many penalties. Um, too much... Too much going on, and I, I, if I was a smart player, which I'm not, obviously, um, but if I was a smart player, you'd almost be thinking, save your challenges if Ashley Klein is the referee. Because <laughs> he makes so many line ball calls that I reckon you could have about five, six, seven correct challenges in a game if you got the first one right. Because some of his calls are just so, I'm going to make the call and then hope that the captain challenges it if it's wrong sort of thing. It just seemed to be a completely different style. He blew the whistle all night. Um, the two points made the game less interesting for everyone, um, and I didn't even think it was that necessary. So that was a bit of a shame. But Brisbane, I thought, much more spirited performance. Um, they learned the lessons the week before. Um, I teed off on them already, so I'm not going to do it again. But, you know... There are problems there. The coach is the problem. Yeah, so if I could separate the playing group and the coach, I'd give Seabold the lower grade than I would the playing group. I've given them a C purely because they did start the season 2-0. and They looked really good in those first two rounds before the break. Yeah. Um, now, they've also had a lot of injuries. That's the other thing. That's the other thing. So I, I've, I've, I've bumped their grade up a little bit because they're missing for feet up. Pangai was suspended, so he's out. They've now lost Katoni Staggs. Uh, Matt Lodge Matt Lodge wasn't there the first few rounds. Uh, their hooker Jake Turpin's also out. So I have I have bumped their grade up a little bit because of the injuries. Uh, but yeah, there's there's improvement there for the Broncos. I still think they're a good side. There's too much talent on their part not to be a good side. So despite how poorly I think Seabold has got them playing, I think there's enough talent for them to win games and still make the eight. Yeah, hundred percent. And Seabold, as a media relations manager, I give him a Z. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> F minus? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, next on the list is the Warriors. Now, I have no idea what to make of the Warriors this year. Absolutely none. They they show up one week, and then the next week they lose nil. So I'm giving them an A++ for commitment to rugby league <laughs> and for giving me something to watch every weekend. Yeah. And for letting me podcast something that's, you know, decent content, other than what were we doing, the top five, whatever of all time. Yeah. So I'm giving them A plus plus for that. I'm giving them a I'm gonna give them a C minus. I think that they they've got the toughest circumstances of anyone. They never win in Australia. Um they will beat they will beat the easy teams, I think, this year. Mm. They I don't think they're at the point yet of just like ruffling feathers in the competition. Although, I don't want to speak too soon because no, Friday at 6 p.m. But, um, <laughs> I, you know, it's not easy for them. No. It can't be easy at all. Um, I, it is what it is. I, th- I think they're, they're doing pretty well in the circumstances. 
Um, I'm reluctant to criticise them too much on account of that. Um, their season's obviously different to everyone else's, and yeah, I th- like I think they've done a pretty good job. Yeah, I've, I've also I've given them a C. Uh, what you said, they've they've had a couple good wins here against the Cowboys, uh, especially last week. Uh, so yeah, I they're I think you're right. They're gonna they're gonna feast. They're not gonna feast on those lower teams, but they're gonna be able to beat them. I think uh, there's there's enough talent on that team to do so, especially when you got players like RTS at the back. Yeah, and they're a confidence team, and if yeah. they win those games, then yeah. there's no reason why teams that are vying for a sixth, seventh, eighth can't be knocked down by the Warriors, and then they sneak in. So. Yeah, uh, like Blake Green on the weekend had an absolute. Uh, he had a great game. Him and Cody Nikarima really, really had the ball on the string in terms of kicking, and when they're playing well, that team is uh, much better. So obviously, because when your halves play well, that's when you're going to win. And yeah. Yep. But they they have a tendency to disappear. So if they can keep up their form, then this team can can be a good team. Uh, next on the list at tenth is your team, the Bunnies. How so do you I'll rate them? I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, I'm still unsure. I think they're a work in progress. This is their chance. They can string some wins together. Give him the confidence. I'm liking Latrell. As I said before, he is going to be the point of difference in our attack. We've struggled with it. We've had Johnston at the back the last couple of years. He is not a playmaker. Latrell can produce things. He's got the magic moments. He did it in the grand final for you guys last year. Um, he, he's just He's got something about him. And, and if he can stay focused and if he can be consistent... And if he each week he can get a bit more confident and Souths can work on those combinations, there is no reason why they can't be higher. Did I give my rating for them? No, you didn't. Oh, uh, I'll, give them a, I'll give them a C plus. That's exactly what I had. Yeah. I gave I've, them a C plus as well. I they've, think... won, they've won. They've beat Cronulla and they've beat um, the Gold Coast. They don't really deserve anything more than that. Yeah. I actually thought, that when I look back on it now, we played the Roosters and the Storm um, two teams we probably weren't expecting to beat anyway. Yeah. It was a good time to have Walker out. Um, I thought, I mean, I was probably a bit more critical in the Souths game against the Roosters because I just hate the Roosters. <laughs> but um, I actually thought we were pretty good in the Melbourne game. Melbourne once again showed why they're the team, the great team. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Souths can string some wins together now. I think we've got... Um, we've got... Obviously, the Warriors this week. I think we've got um, Canterbury coming up too. Um, the Tigers are somewhere in the next five. I think we've got Penrith as well. So if we can string some wins together, I feel a bit better about us. But that's how I feel at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm i I'm in the same boat. I think, you know, you lost against the Roosters and the Storm coming straight out of that break. Two very tough teams to beat. Uh, Cody Walker was out as well. So, yeah, I think Souths are going to improve, especially as Latrol improves. So... Yeah, they're 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 going to be in that eight contention, I think. Yeah, and uh, also our scores, our score against the Roosters makes me feel a bit more comfortable after seeing what the Roosters did the last two weeks because it shows we're just in maybe a different league to the Broncos and the Bulldogs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, get, I'm sure everyone out there can guess who is currently sitting <laughs> in ninth on the ladder right now. It's the West Tigers. Oh, surprise! 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 I've given them a C. Um, they had, you know, they've had some good games. They've had some really bad games. Losing to the Titans is shocking. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I, they're another team that I don't really know what to think about. At some, some days they're on, some days they're off. 
I still don't like Josh Reynolds as a as a five eight, but he's he's kept the spot this week. Uh, they did versus a tough Ram, uh, Canberra team on the weekend, uh, and were up until uh, late. Yeah. So yeah, I. But I, that's a pretty good performance, I reckon, yeah, to yeah, get to I, I older agree. Canberra yeah. team that were last start losers to that sort of score um, is pretty good. Canberra obviously had Horsburgh out, but um, you know we we've said it before, the Tigers. I think they're they've got a good pack. Okay, they they've now got a hooker that can that can do things. Their halves are a problem. Um, I noticed Benji's not named again this week. It's Josh Reynolds' position. I, I don't know. I, I, it's really frustrating because, like, they could be good. But th- this is the thing. You have to beat the Titans. Th- this is the difference between you being top nine and top eight. Mm. You have to get that those wins along the way. They're the ones that, that get you your momentum and your consistency. And um, it must be so frustrating for Madge as a coach, who you know I love. Yeah. Um, because it, how do you attract talent to a team that is always consistently finishing there? And one of the problems is that like your most talented player is also your oldest. So you, at some point, have to make the call on him anyway. Yeah. You have to make the call on Benji, and you've kind of got to work with what you got because Benji Marshall is sort of one little injury away anyway from a career over, and you need to be having Reynolds there and getting your money out of him while he's on so much in their cap. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, next team on the list is the Cowboys. They're still in the eight. Um, just, just, just. Um, they have they had Tamalolo out uh, last week, and then this week they lose Val Holmes uh, within the fir- in the first half. Uh, they lost the Warriors. They're another team that is middling a bit. I. I think I think the Cowboys are going to. De- I, I definitely think the Cowboys are going to drop out of this eight. Uh, I think there's some issues there. Uh, they're desperately missing Michael Morgan, and they rely way too heavily on Tamalolo. Yeah. Do you think Corbs that the 2017 Grand Final appearance was the worst thing to happen to them? Oh, I don't know if it was the worst, but it kind of it it. It made the players think that they're a bit better than what they may be. Yeah. Um. And it it gave them a bit of confidence, but I don't know that 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 team was aging at that time. They've they've lost a lot of they've lost a lot of players since then. Their backline is their backline is shot to bits. Um. I I yeah. I think they're really lacking uh, another half, and I think it's showing at the moment. They're lacking a bit of direction, and unless Tamalolo makes 300 metres and scores a try, they're kind of hopeless. What's your rating for them? I have given them a C. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. I'd probably give them a C minus. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't I don't really know what to think about them. I, I don't think they're going to be there. Um, the current top eight, I have every team in the eight. I had them in my eight at the start of the season, except the Cowboys. Yeah. And I had Souths in there. I, I just don't, I don't rate them. Um, they've obviously got their injury problems, but it, it's another thing that someone like the Warriors, it's a, it's a win you need. Um, it it's just it seems like it's a struggle. Tamalolo is is obviously their their marquee signing for the next few years. Um, but he needs he needs some support. He needs 
you need you need to get a, a, a couple more like core players and, and work around them. I know Morgan's out, but um, yeah, you gotta gotta keep focused. Yeah, agreed. Okay, uh, next on the list we have the Sea Eagles. Uh, I'm surprised they are a bit this this low on the ladder. They're seventh. It is early. Uh, they've won three. They've lost two. Um, I have given them a B minus. I think that especially on Friday on Thursday night when they played the Broncos, they looked disorganized. Yeah. They they didn't have enough depth. They looked I don't know. They looked yeah. They didn't look great. And I think if they were playing at their best, they would have blown the Broncos out of the park. But their finesse on the when they were attacking the Broncos line just wasn't there. They blew a lot of opportunities. There was one point where Jake Travoyevich got the ball on the last tackle, just put this little kick in. His kicking license being torn up for the season. <laughs> so yeah, uh, there's there's some improvement there for Manly. They did beat the Roosters in before the break. Uh, they lost to the Storm, so they've you know. They've had a tough run. Really. They've, they've had a very tough run. They they narrowly lost to the Eels. Yeah, so they're sitting they're sitting in a pretty good spot considering the other thing is the difference between someone like Manly and someone like I don't know the Tigers is Manly found a way to win that game on the weekend. Yes, they did. Um, and that's where your experience comes in, and that's where you have your big players and your strong spine that can really pull it together. They've got um, obviously the brothers are just phenomenal. Cherry Evans on his day is the best. Um, they've got a great coach, and they've, they've really... He, he's just got this never-say-die attitude, Desi, that he instills in his teams, um, and it showed. I thought Manly are great. I have them up there. I think they're going to be really good um, this I, season. Yeah. I think they are a hooker away from being a, a competition favourite. Yeah. I think I think that dummy half spot is just lacking a bit. I know they're missing Manase Fainu, yeah. who I, I'm not sure when he's back. I've heard season. I've heard he could be back at some point. But, yeah, I... I Isaac think, Luke would have been interesting there. Yeah, I've given my thoughts on Isaac Luke. I think, I think he's done. I, I don't 20, 2014, Isaac Luke would have yeah. been interesting there. Yeah, exactly. I think they, they erred by getting rid of uh, Coruscant last season. Yeah. And it... The Pampers, it shows. Yeah. Uh, next on the list is my team, Sydney Roosters. Now, I've given them a B purely because they started the season so poorly. They lost two. They were close games, but they lost two in a row just because we didn't care. But you can tell that the moment we realized that this season uh, actually was shortened and we needed to get wins, we put the foot on the pedal. And the last few weeks have just been incredible to watch. I'm going to quote Warren Smith on this one. Uh, when you have a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, two Maseratis, <laughs> and a giraffe in your backline, points are going to come. And so, no salary cap. And, and, yeah, he didn't say that, but yeah. He when, thought it. He thought it. <laughs> How else could you afford a Maserati, a Ferrari, and two, what was it? Two, a, a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, and two Maseratis, yeah. Uh, the backline is stacked. The forward pack is so skilled. Their footwork is incredible, and... One thing that I'm really happy that I've been seeing lately is Carl Flanagan's improvement. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, and that's that was the big question mark on this season is can Carl Flanagan replicate, not be Cooper Cronk, but do enough to get us over the hump while Kiri is steering the team around the park? And I think signs are good looking forward. Yeah, I give him a B- purely because it's the Roosters and because they've made 
all the games really boring to watch if you're going for the other team. So um, <laughs> on that account, I'm doing that. I, but they are, they are looking amazing. Um, yeah. Their combinations are incredible. It helps. They've been together as a team for three years. You bring in a couple of players, even a halfback, and it, it just becomes so seamless. Robbo's a great coach. He's got a great roster. Um, it's hard not to admire it. I, I hate watching it, um, obviously. But, um, you know, I, the Roosters also... I mean, I'm sorry to um, get you all upset here, but have the Roosters played anyone... Sorry, have the Roosters beaten anyone in the top eight yet? No, they haven't, but... Uh, this week's obviously the biggest challenge yet. Yes. We're versing the Parramatta Eels on Saturday night. Yeah. That's going to be a huge challenge. <clears throat> yes, they've had a, a bit of an easy run, but the schedule does get tougher. Uh, I do think, though, that these new rule changes are going to benefit the Roosters more than most teams because of the way we play. Because our forwards focus on things like footwork at the line to you know get those quick play the balls. And... I think no player has benefited more from this, the new rules, than James Tedesco. Because tied forwards just means he's going to break more tackles. And last night was ridiculous. I know it was the dogs, but last night was ridiculous. Yeah, it was it was crazy to watch. Absolutely crazy. So the Roosters have Parramatta this week, and then they've got St. George. Yep. So tough run there. And then um, Melbourne. Yeah. So a couple of challenges on the road now. Um, will give us a better sign. I'd say the Roosters probably... I don't know which one they're going to win, but I'd say they're going to either beat Melbourne and lose to Parra or the other way around, if I'm thinking the way it works out for those things. So if they win both, they'll be sitting pretty well. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. Go for it. Newcastle. You missed the Panthers. Ah, uh, Panthers, sorry. Yep. I've given the Panthers a B plus. Yep. I rate them. I think they're looking really good. Yep. Um, very, very impressive. I think they were... You know, they lost to Parra, but good test early in the season for them. Um, they had that win against Newcastle. They beat the Roosters early on. They drew against Newcastle. Um, yeah, that's, that's why I've dropped their score. I think that was a game they should have won, just considering how many injuries the Knights had before the game and during the game. Uh, they dropped their grade a little bit compared to the rest of the ladder, the, the rest of the top four. But yeah, the Pampers have been really good. That was a tough game against Parra, but they did blow a 10-0 lead in the second half. Uh, yeah, I they're they're going to be a good team. Yeah, I yeah I think so. I think I give them a B plus too. So, um, I think they're looking good. Yeah, clearly he's going to get better as the season goes on as well. Uh, next is the Knights, Newcastle Knights. They were unlucky to lose against Melbourne. I think there was a couple calls that went against them on the weekend. There was a a, a high tackle on Vunavalu. Uh which I don't think was a high tackle. He was on the ground, basically, when his head got hit. Yeah. Um, and then there was another soft penalty, and it just it blew the Knights' momentum out of the way. It doesn't help that uh, Kalen Ponga blew a four-on-one overlap. Uh, would have put them up. So, yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a, a bit of a brain fart on his part. But there's some great signs there from the Knights. They beat the Raiders, who are the competition favourites at the moment. They had that really gritty uh, draw against the Panthers. So, yeah, the the Panthers, the, the, the Knights are a good team this year. Yeah, and I've and given them an A-. minus. Yeah, I give them a B plus, but um, for reasons you would probably know, um, 
Corgis. No. Uh, <laughs> no, but I give them a, I give them a B plus. I think they're doing um I think they're doing really well. Attitude is A plus. Uh, commitment is A plus. Defense is A plus. Effort is A plus. I think they're looking really good. I think this was the reality check we kind of thought was coming. While they were unlucky with the calls, I don't think they were unlucky to lose the game. Melbourne will always give you that reality check. Um, I still think they're going to be there at the end of the season. I think it, it's probably the test they needed. Um, yeah, the, it's all coming together. Ponga will probably learn from that. I mean, he's a talent, but he hasn't yet played with a talented... He hasn't yet played under a, a talented coach that can correct those little things in the game. Yeah. And he will learn like next time. This is the difference between being a, a great individual player and playing in a great team. And like you need to pass those balls, use the overlaps, don't need the big finish yourself. You need to win for your team. And um, Pong will learn from that. I thought um, B plus Newcastle looking really good, um, which is which is good. I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next on the list in third position is the Melbourne Storm. Uh, they have uh, won four, lost one. That loss came against the Raiders the first week after the break. Uh, no matter what you say, Melbourne are always going to be there. Yeah, 100%. You know, Cameron Smith is still performing as one of the best players in the game despite turning 37 this week. Um, yeah, I, I've i given them an A. I think they've been really good. And that one loss... Okay, great. But they've beaten they've, they have beaten some decent teams as well. They've beaten Manly. They've beaten the Knights. Uh, so, Souths. Yeah. Souths are a decent team. They beat Souths too. Just putting that out there. <laughs> Knights. <laughs> Knights and Manly. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. They're, they get an A from me as well. They're they're just so, they they're awesome. They they will just bring you back down to earth. They're the ultimate test in anything. Um, they rise to the occasion in every game um, and they, they take it as a challenge and they know that every game, if, you, you've got, if you're coming up against a team that's running high, the test is always Melbourne and they love that, they thrive on that, they protect their reputation, they, they, they guard it for dear life, they want to be the team that, that, that gives the teams the reality check. They did that against um, Newcastle, um, they've got some awesome players. I still think um, they have halves problems. Um, yeah. We still don't know what's going to happen there. There's already talk about Smith going and playing seven or like even in theory, if not in number. Yeah. Um, so I, but you know, they had this problem last year as well. They've had it before um, with Croft and Riley Jack. So it just seems to be an ongoing thing. And, and I think it's one of the struggles of, replacing Cooper Cronk, but even the Roosters haven't seemed to have that problem. So. Yeah, I think it's I think Melbourne have got a very high floor, but their ceiling's not much higher than that floor. So when it comes to finals times, you know what you're going to get out of them, but other teams can go up an extra gear, and I just don't think they have that anymore. And that's why when it comes to the regular season, they're on every week. You're always going to get your best out of Melbourne, but when it comes to finals times and teams finally decide to step up, that's when they that's when they can be in a bit of trouble. But for now, during the regular season, they're still one of the best teams in the comp. Yep, hundred uh, percent. In second position, uh, last year's uh, runners up, the Canberra Raiders. Uh, I have given them an A minus. Yeah, that's oh. that's exactly what I was going to do too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like they're brilliant. They're up there. Um, obviously, 
Yeah, that. I think their attack's a bit stale yeah, the last couple of weeks. Say, their defense, their, their defense um, was really strong last year too. I've just had a look. They're on. Um, I think it's third in the, at the moment behind the Roosters and the Storm. Um, also, two very strong defensive teams. Fourth. Fourth. I think. Yeah, fourth. Para Para oh, first. Para, well, yeah. Para first. Yeah. Para Roosters Storm. Yep. Um, which is where you expect it to be. That they've they've been really strong defensively. I think the attack will come. Um, but I think they're just happy to, to grind out these wins. Um, yeah, I, I, A- minus is probably a fair call. We expect them to be there. Um, Ricky's just coached his 400th. He's playing the long game. Um, I still think that this, this grand final will be theirs to lose, I think. Um, big call early on, I know, but I, I, I think they'll be there. I think just the... The pain of last year will probably push them across the line later in the season when all the other teams are a bit exhausted. Yeah, that um, that hurt will come. Yeah, come exactly. Out later. It'll come out. Come They'll in come handy. out later. Yeah, come in handy. That so, desperation to win. They 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 know what it's like to lose, and they will not want to feel that again. Yeah, exactly. And it goes back to my theory that you need to lose one to win one. Yeah, because it gives you that extra drive. Yeah, and they'll just keep banking those wins in the meantime. I think. Yeah. Um, which brings us to Para, who are coming first. Um. I had them coming first this year. Um, A plus, yep. been outstanding. Yeah. Um, big game and big test for them this week. Huge um, test. Massive. Um, it's nice to see a different team up there. Um, nice to see a Sydney team up there too. Um, I always think it's good when Sydney teams do well because it's much harder in the Sydney market than having a whole city to yourself. Um, I'm happy for Brad Arthur. There's a coach who's been with the club for a long time. They've stuck by him. They got a wooden spoon. They had a salary cap scandal. There were bumps along the way, but they've recruited well and they're building really nicely. Um, they showed last week that you know they can grind themselves out of it and they got the win. They will need to, you know, probably maintain a lead this Saturday night if they're going to win. Um, Roosters' defense is outstanding um and this could be i this could be a really low scoring game i think um depending on how much ball Parramatta has because if the roosters have a lot of ball the para forwards are going to get really tired but para have been really good um sorry i know we'll preview the game in a minute but para have been amazing a plus yeah i a plus as well they've every challenge that they've come up against they've won so far they beat manly two weeks ago they beat Paramount, they beat the Panthers uh, last week, who were undefeated going into the game. Yeah, they've they've been incredible. Mitchell Moses has been great. Uh, Clint Gufferson has been really good. Reed Miney's been really good. Their forward pack has been like they I'm surprised at how strong their forward pack is. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Madison's been an excellent addition great to that team, especially next form. to Moses. Yeah. And Moses' defense has picked up as well because of him, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and Wonga Blake looked fantastic on the weekend as well. Uh, so their backline, their backline, they're, they're strong across the board, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So quarter of the way through the season, who knows how we're going to look in five weeks um, when we do the halfway review. But I'd imagine we won't be rating probably four of these teams at that time because I probably have already dropped out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, Corbs, how'd you go in tipping on the weekend? Uh, five. Uh, we split the two that we had different last this week. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the other games I got wrong. I tipped the Sharks because I refused to tip the Dragons, um, although I might have to this week. 
Um, got the Cowboys wrong, but they had a couple injuries in the game, especially losing Val Holmes. So yeah, you got that's power my excuse. Up. You got power up. I didn't get. I got tipped Penrith, didn't yeah. get him, and then I got the Storm, and, I and you the missed Knights. out on Newcastle. Yep. Uh, so heading in to week six of the NRL competition. Now, there are three really big games to watch this week. There, there I, are some great games yeah, on I this week. I don't want you to get too excited, but if you're not recording on three different channels the Saturday 3pm Titans-Dragons game, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Look, I'm probably going to watch because it's 3pm <laughs> on a Saturday yeah. and I have nothing better to do with my life at the moment. Um, but let's start off with the Thursday night game. And this game, I actually really, I think, is going to be really good. It's the Knights versus the Broncos. Yep. Uh, down in at Central Coast Stadium, the Broncos have some more changes. Uh, Corios is back on the wing. Tavita Pangai is back from suspension. Alex Glenn's back from that laceration to his shin. Uh, and they have Isaac Luke on the extended bench. Do you Here reckon he'll play? Uh, Based on the short turnaround and they're the first game of the week, I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I think it's a bit early to rush him in. If they do, he'll play like 10, 15 minutes off the bench. Uh, I've gone the Knights. Yeah, I've gone the Knights too. Yeah. Um, I think Newcastle will be wanting to bounce back after last week, continue where they left off. Um, you're going to be hard convincing me to tip the Broncos over anyone. I think, unless they're sort of bottom four. Yeah, um, At least until they get more of their team back on the park. Um, so, Newcastle for me. Yeah, agreed. Uh, next game, we have the South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the New Zealand Warriors. Yeah, both teams are unchanged, and yep. James Roberts remains on the extended bench. Um, I, I, can, I think he'll come in. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think he'll come in. Well, I hope so. I think Burns is a weakness in our defence. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking it for a while. Um, it showed up on Saturday. Um, so I, I'm going for Souths, um, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, just a, a nice sort of... A win similar to last week's would be really good here for us, I think. Yeah. Um, I, we'd probably creep into the eight on the back of it and, and I'd be a bit more comfortable being three and three. Yeah, I have also gone Souths. I'm hoping Latrell has a nice big game because I've brought him into fantasy, uh, into my fantasy team this oh, week. One week late. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I brought Tedesco in last week and that worked. So. <laughs> uh, next game. This is a great game. We have the Panthers versus the Storm. I'm, I'm interested to hear who you've tipped this one. Yeah, so um, Dylan Edwards returns. Um, Liam Martin is replacing Kurt Capewell in the back row and Billy Burns is on the interchange. Yep. And for the Storm, um, Brandon Smith is named on the bench and uh, Christian um, Welsh, despite replacing Christian Welsh in the starting side on game day in the past two rounds. So, big game. Yep. Big, big game. And who do I tip? So I tipped Penrith last week and they let me down. And I tipped Melbourne last week and they gave me the edge. So, um... Oh. I'm going to go Melbourne. I'm going to go Melbourne to give another reality check. I've, I've done the same thing. I think Melbourne uh, just going to be a bit too tough and a bit too classy for the Panthers. Um, look, I think the Panthers are a really good team, but middle of the season, this is where Melbourne just feasts on teams. So. Yeah, and Dylan Edwards coming back in is probably a bit of a weakness. 
Yeah, I, um, I don't know. I don't know how much I rate Dylan Edwards at the back. Yeah, there. exactly. I think it, it's a bit of a weakness on in the team. Um, yeah, for the, all the reasons we said in the review, hard to go past the storm. Yeah, there you're not going to tip against them many times during a season. Yeah. Now the next game, I said that I would not tip the. Titans or the Dragons, unless they won four or five in a row. The NRL, the NRL has forced my hand. I can't tip draw, unfortunately. Why? <laughs> oh, can you? Why not? <laughs> I'd love to tip a draw. But one team's going to get up here. And just based on the amount of talent that they have... The Gold Coast. <laughs> I've, gone, I've gone the Dragons. Ben Hunt's back on the Bryce bench. Bryce Cartwright. <laughs> ben Hunt's back on the bench. It makes sense to tip the Dragons here. Um, yeah, I'd... <laughs> it's going to be tough to watch this game. Yeah, I am tipping St. George too, and I probably won't watch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. St. George, all the way there. Yeah. Jeez, there's some tough games this week. I'm looking now. West Tigers versus Cowboys. Both teams that we just said we have no idea what's going on. Val Holmes is uh, out this week. He's been ruled out with an injury. I... Lots of changes for the Tigers. Yeah, there are. Um, I've gone the Tigers, just because it's in Sydney. Yeah. I'm going to go them too. I, I, this is one of those games where I think they have to win it. I, I'm struggling to tip the Cowboys. I don't. I don't. I tipped them last week. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't really rate them. I think the Tigers have got more potential. Um, yeah. I think uh, the Tigers. I think, yeah, the Tigers do it for me this week. They've got a lot of changes, though. I don't know what Madge is really trying to do with the team, but he's obviously trying some things and really trying to get it to work um, before the season slips away. So, um, Tigers for mine. Yep, agreed. Now, uh, big game, Corbs. Matches around for me. Big game. Six versus first. Roosters versus Parramatta at Bankwest Stadium. There's no surprise who I'm tipping here. I'm tipping the Parramatta. No, I'm kidding. I'm tipping the Roosters. (laughs) Tipping the Roosters, how can I not after what they've done the last two weeks? They've scored 101 points to six. Uh, they've scored 129 points to 18 these, since the since the comps come back. Uh, I the, the team is fully healthy. Angus Crichton did not get suspended. He will be suiting up for the Roosters. Uh, full team. Verrills is back. I can't, I can't not tip us based on what I've seen the last two weeks. I'm going para. Ooh, I thought you might. Yeah, I'm going para because I hated hearing that whole spiel just then. <laughs> um, you've played three teams that were not in the eight, so don't get too excited. You lost to two teams that are in the eight. Um, para are doing very well, and it's going to be a great test. The Roosters had an 11-day turnaround for their match yesterday. Um, which I didn't hear them complaining about. Nope. And now they've got a five-day turnaround. I think it's going to be a bit of a challenge for you. Um, you're playing at Bank West. I know it's a power away game. Um, they're very comfortable there. Um, yeah, I think this is Para's early chance to make a statement. Uh, yeah, if, if Para win this, they're, they jump to front runners of the competition, I think, them in Canberra. Uh, we actually got a question in from uh, Jack... Uh, he said, uh, when it's all said and done, do you think Billy, do you think James Tedesco can have a better career than Billy Slater? We'll have a, we'll be a better fullback and like a better player all time than Billy Slater. 
It's really tough. It is a tough one. It's it really is tough. A tough one. I, I I gave this a bit of thought. I, my it, my my thing for Slater is he transcended that position. Yes, that's the thing. And that's the thing. He he the, the fullback game that we all see now is played the way it is because of Billy. Yeah. Um, so unless, even 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 if Tedesco maybe like I'm not saying that he is, but even if Billy uh, Tedesco ends up being better than Billy, Billy is the reason why Tedesco plays the way he plays. So it's really tough to decide. Yeah. Um, at this point, at this point, you'd have to still go with Billy. Yeah. However, once all the trophies are counted and everything that comes with it. Let's see where they end up. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a bit too early to tell just yet, but it was a, it was a really interesting question. It is a good question. Uh, yeah. Let's go to the Sunday games. Uh, we have this another great game. Uh, the four four o'clock game on Channel Nine: Canberra Raiders versus the Manly Sea Eagles. Yeah, this isn't. If I recall correctly, I think that last year Manly won this game in Canberra. It did, I think. Yeah, if I remember. Yeah. And Manly put on a bit of a show. Yeah. Um, oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? It is. That's a big game. Uh, oh, I don't know, Corbs. Why don't make me choose? It's only Tuesday. <laughs> I've, I've gone the Raiders, if it puts you at ease. Not really. No? Um, is Horsburgh back? Horsburgh's back. He had gastro last week. I think okay. that's why he was out. Uh, so he'll be uh, running on the field this time and not running into the toilet. Yeah, um, nice, nice. Yeah. So I think, um, I think, yeah, I think down there it's gonna be, it's gonna be cold, it's gonna be dewy, it's gonna be wet. Apparently, I'm going, I'm going Canberra. I think it's their style yeah. of football. I'll go Canberra too on the basis of what we said. Manly was a bit all over the shop. Um, but yeah, I mean Canberra have been unconvincing. Manly have been doing pretty well. It, it could go either way. I'll go Canberra based on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Manly win that one. No, no, I wouldn't either. It's a bit of a toss-up. Last game of the round, uh, another, well, geez, the bottom four teams are playing each other and then you got all the top teams playing each other. Uh, Sharks versus Bulldogs. Jeez, <laughs> um, oh. I, I, I may not be tuning into this one either. Um, You'll watch it because it's on TV. Yeah, but true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, this one's tough. I am. Oh, I'm gonna go the Sharks. I don't feel good about it. I really don't. I think the Bulldogs play tougher, but I just don't think they have the talent there. And I think the Sharks could pull this one out. I think. The criticisms of this of them this week may fire them up a little more than what the bogs uh, the dogs can counter for. Yeah, maybe. Although I do think that Canterbury got it together to beat St George, so um, they could do the same to Cronulla. It, I think it if Foran has a really good game, they could do it. I reckon. Yeah. Um, Cronulla have been very unconvincing. Canterbury haven't been great. Foran's looking better um, each week. It's been, what, two weeks, three weeks now, I think. Um, Lachlan Lewis, I think, is still a liability. If Tolman's back, and I know he is getting tested every day in the hope that he will be back, um, if Tolman's back, it, it might really help their cause, just for a bit of grunt up front. But Cronulla looks sloppy. They look lazy. They look disinterested. Um, Canterbury have had the effort, although the scoreline last night wouldn't suggest it. So 
I'm going the dogs. Ooh, okay. So we've got two differences this week. Uh, I I have gone. So let's let's run through them again. First game, we've both gone the Knights. Second game, we've both gone the Bunnies. Uh, third game, we've both gone the Storm against the Panthers. Uh, the fourth game, we've both gone the Dragons. Yeah. Uh, then we have our first split. Oh, no, sorry. We've both gone the we've Tigers. We've both gone the Tigers. Then we have our first split. Yeah. Uh, I've gone the Roosters, and you have gone Parramatta. Correct. Uh, then we've both gone Canberra. Yeah. And then I've gone the Sharks, you've gone the Dogs. Correct. Okay. We split them last week. Uh, so we ended up on the same amount of points. You need to do a bit of catching up. So you know, better you I better know. hope that you get both of these right. Uh, You're getting desperate. Yeah. Okay. Is there any other news that we haven't hit? No, I, I think it's pretty good. We've done a pretty good review. Yeah. Um, this I think this week is sort of a, a, a really big week of where things are at at both ends of the ladder. Yeah. Um, and obviously the three big games to watch will probably determine the eight and how it's going to look. Um, the bottom of the ladder, uh, it's nearly at a point, I think, where you 13 and down, you sort of write them off. Brisbane, I don't know where they're at um, and how long. I don't even know how far away those players are from coming back. They've got Luke and Teo now, so... Um, they're obviously assembling the 2014 grand final squad. Um, but I think that adds a bit of experience. Isaac Luke, if he plays, he, he, they need something. They need something. He yeah. can, they, I don't know. They, they're, lack, they're obviously lacking a lot. Um, but yeah, um, Roosters looking great. It's frustratingly. And um, I think... Yeah, it's going to be a really big week. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really excited for those games now. I didn't yeah. realise there were that many blockbusters yeah, there's, on. There's the, there's really, there's four four games that I'm really looking forward to watch, which is the Thursday night game, Knights versus Broncos, uh, the Panthers-Storm, the Roosters-Para uh, game, and Canberra versus Manly. They're all great games. All those teams, I think, will be uh, in the eight, or if not close to, in terms of the Broncos. Uh, South, hopefully, uh, for your sake, get a win against... For the, your sake. For your Michael, sake. For I, your I don't sake. really care. I'd prefer to see the South miss the eight. But <laughs> for your sake, you better hope they beat the Warriors uh, and that'll help them in their chase for the eight as well. I think I think the eight is uh, going to be... this That, that eight spot's going to come down to the Tigers, the Bunnies and Broncos. Yeah. My eight, which we read out earlier, I had the same teams as are in now. Except Cowboys drop out and Souths go in. Yeah, I think I, I think we had the same eight. So yeah. I think I think yeah, yeah, I had the same. Um, but yeah, I mean the other thing we have the biggest news of the week actually, which I'm surprised we actually haven't mentioned till this point. But we are now on Instagram. Oh yeah, uh, this is all you're doing. You're a bit of a social media expert. Yes. Uh, but you can find us at at how good is rugby league on Instagram. There's going to be a couple of polls every week. You know, if you if you want to ask us questions, that's the best place to do it. Yeah, slide into our DMs. Yeah. Um, that's the way to do it. Um, yeah, so get around that, guys. Please tell your friends, like, and follow all our stuff. Um, it's a bit bland at the moment, but we're building some content into that, um, maybe. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, just to talk some footy, comment what you think, and we'll read it out on the pod. Um, and also, thank you so much for listening to us. Yeah, thanks, guys. And thanks for all the feedback that you keep on giving us. We really appreciate it. Uh, and one more thing, Emmanuel. 
How good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? Nice to see you, Corbs. Nice to see you too, man. See you later.